Welcome to Very Honored Frater BT's Esoterra Nerd Podcast, Episode 18, in which Richard Clark and I interview Ben McKee about his work-in-progress Twin Peaks Tarot. This is a Blue Rose category episode. A Blue Rose? Good. But I can't tell you about that. Can't? No, I can't. But first... I'd like to introduce a new segment to the Esoterra Nerd podcast called Transformation and Hypnosis, in which, while listening to Pat Metheny's Ricochet Parts 1 and 2, I recite my father's book, Transformations. The footnotes part is any commentary I might have. Transformations. By John Dan Reed, 1976. Chapter 1, verse 1. I saw the rainbow star sky, not with my earth eyes, with my brain fire that is itself a star. Deep light spears faceting from suns and stars, and dark blue space dancing through high mountain air. I rose a light cloud of no particular shape toward the sky home, above green earth mountains, and the cities, rock frozen, flesh frozen, and suddenly it was all white light. They came from the white light to me in the white light. They messaged my lives to me and the paths I had walked and would walk. They messaged love in rainbows and dark music, light-shattering sky foam like space soap. The sky was orange, then deep blue, and the mountains were beneath me. Flesh people often call them saints and devils and gods. I call them friends. They messaged voices and tastes and smells and images and worlds and words and screeching sounds and the songs of the great whales in the sea, our brothers and sisters. And now for the footnotes. Saw to see key phrase at Sagittarius, so I rended the veil and went up the path of temperance toward Tiferet. Makes sense? I think he, by dark blue space, he means what we would call indigo in the system I came from. Rose a light cloud. A bit of a pun. Rose. The scent of roses. The rose. Maybe not. I rose, as in to rise. Past tense. They came from the white light to me in the white light. I like that clarification. They messaged my lives to me and the paths I had walked and would walk might lead one to think, hmm, so there is no free will, only fate? No, I don't think so. I think that when you're in those high, high levels, you're beyond the level of separation. You're able to see all the Akashic records, perhaps even above the multiverses, and thus able to see various different outcomes. 
I remember one time when I was about seven or eight years old, my dad had me uh, scry into a quartz rock, look into the future, and let him know what I saw for him. I told him in 1993 he would retire. He said, what will I do after that? I said, I don't know. It's all blank. Maybe that means that it's up to you to decide. Well, he died in September of 1993. Shortly before that, I had had a dream that I found an old Casio calculator watch on the ground, but it was gold. And I thought, huh, this is like my dad's old watch in the 80s, but gold. And I put it on. A few months later, after he passed away, my stepmom gave me his gold watch. It wasn't the old Casio, of course, but a few little magical breadcrumbs like this led me to think that maybe there was more to the story than just a lot of ash dancing around. Perhaps my dad was on to something. They messaged love and rainbows and dark music, light-shattering sky foam like space soap. That sounds to me like something that he's doing his best to put into words and experience from some other place. What I would call a psychedelic experience, though my dad never actually had a uh, externally ingested tryptamine experience. I love this. Flesh people often call them saints and devils and gods. I call them friends. That says so much about my dad and the way that I was raised. What, is it a good spirit? Is it an evil spirit? Is it... Oh, it's, that's my friend Bob. My friend Jen. Oh, hi, Fred. Ancient god of the Akkadians, who wreaked havoc upon history and then redeemed himself through St. Peter or something. They messaged voices and tastes and smells. The screeching sounds of the great whales in the sea are brothers and sisters. I love that. That is actually the inspiration for the uh, humpback whale song that I've included in the signatures of uh, all those old Gwydion videos, as well as the opening of the Gwydion's Astral Podcast, and the opening to the Coffeehouse and Interdimensional Odyssey. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the page where this podcast is, and start clicking that link in the upper left until you get to an option for all podcasts. And if you'd like to follow along at home with our Transformations and Footnotes segment, just go to Google and type in John, J-O-H-N, Dan, D-A-N, Reeb, R-E-I-B, and that's B as in brother, Transformations. And then, just for good measure, maybe PDF as its own separate word, and then you'll get right to it. That'll at least give you the transformations, and uh, your brain should generate the footnotes. Our guest tonight is Ben McKee. Ben is partway through with a Twin Peaks tarot deck, remaining fiercely loyal to the style and spirit of the original Pamela Coleman Smith deck, while at the same time very thoughtfully and interestingly uh, bringing in the characters from Twin Peaks. And so I, I thought, as a Terra nerd all the way, I've got to get this guy on the podcast. And as I was looking through the cards that he has so far, it occurred to me that I might need backup for this one. I'm just not a big enough nerd uh, when it comes to the Rider Waite deck or Twin Peaks, and so I called in the big guns. Uh, this is the gentleman who... Thanks to this man, when I when I first started dating Janie, and uh, then I, I mentioned, well, I'm in this thing called the Golden Dawn, and she's like, oh yeah, Richard taught me the Golden Dawn tarot spread, and so uh, so <laughs> I'd like to introduce uh, my my good friend Richard Clark. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Richard, and uh, the reason Edward called me in for this is because um, although I don't do much of it anymore, I did study the tarot pretty intensively. I mean, 
just on my own with books for a few years, and I'm also a pretty big Twin Peaks fan, although, as you'll hear in the interview, I didn't actually see the ending until a couple months ago. <laughs> so, um, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Let's get to that interview, shall we? Let's go. Hello? Greetings, brother. Welcome to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Hi, Edward. Nice to um, nice to make your digital acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, and uh, this is my friend Richard. Hi, Hi Richard. Nice to make your digital acquaintance as well. <laughs> Likewise. So it's it's an honor to meet you. I love your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, this is great stuff. Yeah, this is really good. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, we have too many questions, actually. <laughs> I mean, I, we have questions about each card. We sure, have questions yeah. about the minor arcana. We were thinking it might be cool to brainstorm and maybe oh. even if uh, if 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 something comes up when it, with the with the three of us putting our heads together, feel free to use it. You know, okay, I'd great. say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you want it, you know. If if you like it, and uh, I, I mean, it's it's clear that it's it's very whimsical. It's not meant to be serious. I mean, hopefully, maybe in a hundred years there'll be someone taking it seriously and saying, "No, no, no," you know, right. it means this because. But uh, I find it actually kind of perverse, but in a really good way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to kind of like toe that line between like the perverse and whimsical because I feel like that's so much of what the show does as well. And and loyalty to the the writer weight. It's yeah. it reminds me of uh, Seth MacFarlane's loyalty to uh, to Star Wars when he's <laughs> you know doing a farce and the, and they let him get away with it. I mean, hopefully they'll hopefully no one's gonna like send you any kind of you know cease and desist anything because this is brilliant work. I oh, think that you. both Twin Peaks and you know U.S. Games uh, ought to back you on this. <laughs> yes. And uh, and uh, the only problem that I can see is that you haven't finished it, and it's so yeah. freaking popular already. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm I'm a little bit nervous of how popular it's gotten without having finished it yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have this idea. I'm halfway through. What do you guys think? And then the world like it's like, gone oh. viral. Yeah. And I assume, and I mean, I, yeah, feel free to not tell me, but I assume that Bob as Bob is going to be up next. Oh, that is 100% correct. Yeah. I'm oh, very, yes. Good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the initial, I love Leland as sketch Bob. has been done, um, and I'm just waiting to kind of, I, I'm, I'm right in the middle of finishing it. So it should be appearing on uh, Facebook and online for the next couple of days. Awesome. Oh, that's great. So, how did you how how did you start with this? Like, um, what was first, Tarot or Twin Peaks? So, uh, t- um, so it originally Tarot was Tarot was first. Um, I'm still I'm still I would I would consider myself very much a beginner and a newbie in the world of Tarot. Um, yeah, you can study for years. And right. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm only 24, and I've I've been interested in Tarot probably for the last maybe year year and a half or so. Um, only over the last couple months starting to try to like delve into it, um, with like, you know, greater veracity. Right. Um, and Twin Peaks about the same way, uh, probably let's see, maybe two years ago. Um, I was, I was, I, I went on a couple dates with this guy and he was, he was like, Oh, you got to watch this show. It's really amazing. And, you know, I watched the first episode and I don't know if like my, my brain just wasn't quite in the right place. And it was just, it the pilot? It was the pilot. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's okay. a weird place to start. Yeah. Well, let's, 
that's the place to start. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it doesn't it have like a different ending? It like explains oh. the whole thing at the end. Bob sits down and only like... if you watch the European version. Oh, right, right. That's there was what the it was. European theatrical version. Yeah, that had the ending tacked on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, luckily I didn't see that one, but it just kind of yeah. didn't like it. Didn't I guess it didn't ring true with me right at that time. Um, and then probably about maybe a, a year or so ago, um, my ex girlfriend she was like, "Hey, you need to like." Let's 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 get you to watch Twin Peaks, and I was like, okay. She's like, just make it through the first episode. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but once you like once you watch like three episodes, I guarantee you'll be hooked. And that was very very much the case. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then like the idea for the Twin Peaks Tarot started off pretty humbly. I uh, for for a Secret Santa gift, I had made a friend who was really into Twin Peaks um, and really into beer. I made him these like fake Twin Peaks beer labels. So. <laughs> I made like a, a log lady logger, a Laura Palma porter, uh, okay. <laughs> like a, a red room red ale. So I just had, I, did, I had these like little drawings that I glued onto these beer bottles, and my friend was like, "Oh, these are really cool. They kind of remind me of tarot." And just that little suggestion oh. was like, "Oh, bing!" Right. <laughs> yeah, Light I was bulb. like, that little, little, "By the way, R.I.P. Catherine Coulson." Oh, right. The log lady just passed okay, away last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. I saw her. She was one of the people who said uh, Twin Peaks without David Lynch is like eyes without a face or something like that on <laughs> mm-hmm. those when they were trying to talk him into bringing him back on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, didn't mean to the bring high everyone priestess. down. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's life. You know, it's all yeah. part. It's bittersweet even when it's comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, let's see. Andy Brennan. Yeah. I I was looking at these names and I was like, oh my god, I don't know all the names. I gotta have Richard on here, so That's, I called yeah. Richard because he's a bigger nerd than I am. Okay. I'm, I'm just the guy making the esoteric nerd podcast. He's the the big esoteric nerd. Um, can, can I tell my Twin Peaks story? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind absolutely. Because I watched the first episode when it first aired i mean i was in high school um and i just got so into it i mean every week you know it was just i was i was there for it and taping all the episodes and re-watching them again trying to get clues um and then i went to college when the second season started and um could still watch it but only because uh like one of the people in the dorm had this tiny little black and white TV, which black and white is not really the best way to watch Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they kept, after a while, when the ratings started falling, they kept changing the um, the time slot, and finally it they put it at a night where I had class, um, so I couldn't watch it. So I missed the last three episodes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> And again, this is like 1990, 1991, you know, if if you miss an episode, it's gone. You can't stream it, you can't right. get the DVD. Um, and it didn't seem to be showing on repeats anywhere. Um, finally, I think Bravo showed it, but I missed that. And then about 10 years ago, uh, like my girlfriend at the time got the videotapes and was like, Oh, well let's watch them. And so we started watching it and, um, broke up (laughs) right before we got 
to the last three episodes. Oh. Um, so I began to think, well, maybe I'm just not meant to see these. Um, and then finally I, I rented the DVDs um, just a couple months ago and began to fear for my life as I was getting closer and closer to the end. But I made it through. I finally saw the endings, which meant that I could finally see the movie, which I had yeah. skipped as well. Um, and so, yeah, nothing nothing bad happened to me. Well, congratulations. <laughs> 25 years later, I finally saw the ending. That's good. Good. <laughs> Have you guys seen that book, Catching the Big Fish, by David Lynch? No. No, huh? It's kind of cool. I recommend it. And since people are listening, um, it, it he goes into his process a little bit. And he kind of expounds upon how his his transcendental meditation practice ties in with his creative process. Um, and he clarifies that he doesn't get this stuff from dreams, except for that one time, you know. And and uh, and one of the things that he actually, one of the stories that he tells in in that book is uh, he was shooting Twin Peaks. I think it was the pilot, and um, and they were you know, halfway through, three quarters of the way through, and he went outside, and after, like, a long, long, long day of, of work, he, uh, I, I might be embellishing on it, I, uh, you know, telling my own version of it, but, I, you know, it's in the book, but uh, I'll, I'll finish the story, though. Um, he, uh, he, it was a cold day, and he put his hand on a car that was warm because the engine had been on recently, and right then he had this flash, and it was the Red Room. Huh. Huh. And uh, and so you know, but he was talking about uh, expanding the space using the the transcendental medis- meditation, uh, sending like like as if casting a net deeper into the collective unconscious, deeper into the unified field, the akashic record. He only used the middle one, and uh, and then you know, ca- hence the title, catching the big fish, rather than catching the ones on the surface that are funny, <laughs> <laughs> catching the ones that are deep down, you know, that 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 are just so primal that people just can't come to grips with it, you know, which kind of explains a lot about Twin Peaks and, and David Lynch and, and kind of the divide between people who love David Lynch and people who really don't care for right. David Lynch at all. So this will be an episode that people that were into some of the other episodes will be like, yeah, I really wasn't into the Twin Peaks thing. But other people were like, oh, my God, you got the guy who's doing the Twin Peaks deck. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about the cards. You're, you're doing them in order. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that just works best for my, um, just kind of like my, my working process. Um, and it forces me to potentially work through some of the more complicated cards instead of just trying to like put them off to the side until the end. I'm like, nope, I got to do, you know, one, two, three in order. Um, yeah, it just makes me a little bit more responsible with completing them, I think. I can see that, yeah. It's kind of like I'm, you know, going through the journey of as well on the cards, which is right. kind of yeah. nice. Since the cards are so like purposely ordered, that it kind mm-hmm. of is a nice chance to like fall into those cards and what they represent, and kind of go along with the journey that the cards do. Right. In the system I came from, you'd actually start with the world and work your way up to the fool. Oh, but you're going I... more the Masonic route of starting <laughs> up at the top of the Tree of Life and you're working your way down to Malkut. And when you we finally call that get the there, normal way. you'll be the president. <laughs> so what was first? Did you decide like who all of the cards were going to be and then start working on them? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, I, wrote, I wrote down all the... All the, all the major arcana. And some of them just, like, came kind of, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the Log Lady is the High Priestess. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Andy as the Fool. That one came pretty quickly. Um, Emperor as Ben Horn was a pretty quick uh, assignment. General Briggs right. as a hero fan. There's this one scene um, where he's talking about his experience in the where, where he kind of has this uh, vision, and you have this image of him sitting down in this chair in this like forested glen, right. and he's on these big stone like there's like pillars behind him, and he's kind of on this big stone. Um, chair and there's something so perfectly like tarot about that that i was like okay he has to, he has to be this yeah, card he's yeah. just like this wise spiritual he powerful was, man. yeah he was the one who knew he was and and the hierophant you know uh always refers to the the the, the secret chiefs behind him or whatever and and right. so he had the connections and you know the the secret connections in the government that were delivering the messages from the ufos and stuff like that yeah. the ufo on that card was a stroke of brilliance I yeah, thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you um and yeah, so certain cards like that, there's almost just this uncanny level of connection yeah. between these characters and these cards. And you know, some some of them some of them are a little bit more up to debate. Like uh, I had a lot of issues deciding on Temperance. Um, I, I was actually going to ask if that was one of the more difficult ones. It was, yeah, yeah, because I felt like the, like you know, like. The, the card itself, I felt like, could be taken in a number of ways as to, like, what sort of character would be best, like, ascribed to it. So, for a while, I had I had Deputy Hawk. Okay. Um, and then I had Josie for a little while. And then I eventually decided on Norma because I found – I started getting into assigning characters to the minor arcana. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it worked out better to have um, – kind of through the system that I was using with that, it made more sense to have Deputy Hawk included in those versus in the major arcana. Mm-hmm. So, um. So yeah, it's kind of this weird. It's a, it's a. It, it can be kind of complicated at times and like really indecisive. Other times, it's like a natural. Like, oh, of course, he's the one for it or she's the one for it. Well, as far as temperance goes, I mean, at least in kind of a calming influence sort of way, I think Norma really is one of the sanest characters. So I think yeah. it really fits. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what it came down to was that you know. She she is she has this like duality to her where it's between like uh, uh, big big Ed Hurley mm. and uh, Hank Jennings, and for for the most part she does maintain this sense of like calm and she you know she keeps running her business, um, and yeah she just she keeps a very level head in a in a world of you know people with not so level yeah, heads right. balancing irre- reconciling the irreconcilable. But, right, but yeah, yeah, you mentioned that Benjamin Horn was one of the ones that first jumped out at you and i think having him as the emperor and um catherine as the empress again mm-hmm. that was one one of the things i'm thinking most of when i thought that this deck was kind of perverse <laughs> now i don't know if, i don't know if this is a spoiler but are we gonna see the arm on the sun card oh the the the, the armless man no the arm the little person Oh, oh, uh, yes. That, uh, he's he's yes, going to be on, I thought so. Okay. That's awesome. And he's yeah. going to be having a ball. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's going to be kind of dancing there, and I think he'll he'll be riding the white horse as depicted right. on the card. And I'm considering having the, the giant be the okay. sun, because, uh, you know, he provides oh, a sort yeah. of illumination. For, um, and then the, the, the arm will be, he'll be holding, like, the, because he has, like, the banner, so that'll just be kind of like a, a deeper red to right, kind of represent the the, the, band, the, yeah. the red room, yeah. Nice. Excellent. Okay. The blue yeah. rose on the uh, uh, death card is brilliant. 
Yeah. I oh, love thank that you. Dark. Oh, that's it's creepier than the death card actually. When you yeah. put the death card up next to uh, Leland as Bob, <laughs> Bob is creepier. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of like it, it makes me feel like it's it's making death unnecessarily evil. <laughs> yeah. But he's kind of, yeah, that was that was one that I I was I was having some kind of I guess like more internal like moral qualms because. <laughs> You know, I think a lot of times people do associate all these like negative connotations surrounding yeah. death, but I don't necessarily agree with that. For the tarot, like, I yeah. mean, it's it's you got to, yeah. you know, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely ended up being a little bit darker than I had hoped, but I guess that was just kind of how 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 it came out, and I feel like it kind of reflects maybe the show's attitude more of right. death in some ways, or at least the, the death surrounding the Palmer family to a certain degree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, His wife was there. What's her name? Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. And, and the, the body yeah. wrapped in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing too, is sometimes, um, uh, it's like finding like the visual connections between the Twin Peaks universe and the tarot card uh, universe. Yeah. Uh, also makes some of these decisions kind of for me. It's like, Oh, there's this prostrate body on the ground. I've already decided on, Leland to kind of represent death, what figure in, in the Twin Peaks lore would kind of work to fit in here? And I was like, oh, you know, there's like, you know, Laura in the bag, and then you have this, like, this family then represented on the card. Right. I have another guess. Laura on the star? Um, the, the, the star actually is one that I would be very interested in hearing what you guys have to think about, um, like who would be depicted on that right now i have laura tentatively set for the world oh that's that's Uh, that's good no you nailed it with that Uh, yeah donna would probably be a good star yeah 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 so that's i i had had donna lucy potentially okay uh and then i and then i was also like when i was starting to do the minor arcana i i there's that there's a scene where Wyndham earl talks about his four queens and Mm. those are donna shelley uh, Audrey and Annie. Oh. So I was like, well, if I make all those the queens, there's this added significance of them being uh, the four queens. Right, right. Well, you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm kind of leaning towards Lucy as the star just for like, uh, like visual association with her, you know, being this like this female character. Well, what about is- Audrey? Audrey's very Venusian and the star that she's supposed to be Venus, Isis, Nethys, and Hathor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's that's too. It's like those those three in a row: the sun, the moon, and the star are all very. Um, they're all kind of fluid. Oh, right Audrey's now. one of the queens, though, right? Yeah. Right. Oh. Right. Oh. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I yeah. get it now. I'm caught up. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I'm kind of hoping to use those queens as sort of the the center for what those different um, the, the the houses represent. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for each of the. So it's it's a it's a it's a challenging, and I find very like. Uh, entertaining kind of uh, process. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, but... it, it's tough because it's like there's there's a certain amount of logic that you have <laughs> to that you have to work with to kind of figure out okay who's going to be what and like right. fit people into each slot. But then you've got to have a little bit of leeway because it doesn't, <laughs> like you said, some things just present themselves automatically, and other ones you're like, well, yeah. this might be a little bit iffy. Right, yeah. Well, it seems to me that the a lot of the minor arcana would depict particular scenes or events in the plot. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. A... That's, 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 that was my plan. Originally, I was going to try to get like a different character for each one, but I quickly realized that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. So 
for for the for like the, the kings, the queens, the knights, and the pages, those are all going to be characters still. Mm-hmm. Um, but then getting into like the, um, the the rest of the minor arcana, those will be like depicting scenes. Excellent. That's yeah. yeah that that's that's going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, you were saying about how it was kind of subversive, how the emperor and empress were cheating on each other, and the right the yeah. lovers are cheating on each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Leo is as as the archangel <laughs> <Yeah>. is just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I, I'm I'm really glad that you guys found that funny because like that was you know to like the casual assumer or to the casual viewer there might not be that joke but there is kind of that like you know if you if you know Twin Peaks really well and you know if you know Tara there is this kind of dark dark humor presenting right. itself. Yeah. When did you start working on these? I started these. Ooh, and I'd have to check Facebook, but it's probably been um, over the last like four months or so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did I did a good chunk of them. I, I got through the hermit in like maybe like a couple weeks, wow. and then I kind of had this. <laughs> I had this long interim where I was working on this other um, comic book project, um, which kind of took uh, the forefront of my uh, artistic production. And now that's kind of been. I've met my deadlines for that, and now I'm kind of moving back into the tarot, which okay. I'm very excited to be doing. Very cool. So fifteen. If we figure fifteen and four months to get to seventy-eight. <laughs> so, uh, so, so in about a year. Don't probably... don't scare the guy. <laughs> At this rate, yeah, my, my 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 maximum goal is to have them all done before uh, season three comes out. Okay. Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. when's that? Uh-oh. Next year. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. doable. So that yeah, this that'll that'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Some people and, on the Esoterinary podcast will be kind of like up on the game a little bit because uh, there's people that want to buy this now. They're like, "Who do I give my money to right now for this deck?" And, uh, yeah. and so I got to tell them like, "Ooh, well, that'll be part of this interview." Is they'll hear that they'll get the bad news that you get it yeah. on Facebook. You can print it out. Yeah. Can... yeah, yeah. If you do plan to sell it, just make sure you uh, get all the right Patents signatures, copyright, because and... uh, right. yeah. wouldn't want to go the way of the Hello Kitty Tarot. Right. Which that right. was awesome, but uh, <laughs> what happened with it? Um, Sanrio oh. got angry because oh. the guy was actually selling it. Yeah. Well, so that, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, um, if there was a way to team up, I mean, David Lynch, David Lynch, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I think you should get in touch with uh, Ben. We haven't even said your name yet, Ben. Oh yeah. Ben, yeah. how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Mackey. Ben Mackey. M a c k e y. Correct. And yes. uh, we'll post a link to your Facebook on. Uh, on the great, on the great. page so that people can get in touch with you if they want to yeah. talk to you about this if they have questions if they want to yell at you and tell you you're doing it wrong you know all that <laughs> good stuff um, and uh, wow I don't see any how anyone could see this and no. think you're doing it wrong I well mean, I, this, is, there, this is about as right as I can imagine there was a guy <laughs> in Nepal who was confused because. The magician had a cherry pie, and so I told him he had, to, he had to watch this TV show called Twin Peaks. And uh, then someone else said it looked very Masonic on account of he was wearing a suit. And again, I, I, I said they had to watch Twin Peaks. And then I posted, like, the last five minutes of the last episode, and then I watched it, and then I was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> and so I posted Mr. Rogers flipping off the children in the late 60s and, as the antidote for, if you watched that, then watch this afterward, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Edward Ray made some of his guesses. Um, if I can guess, uh, yeah. I'm assuming that the tower is going to be the mill fire. Very correct, yeah. Awesome. I yeah. can't wait to see these. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking of having, like, you know, Josie being the one of the, the characters kind of falling out of the tower. Yeah. Oh. Um, or potentially maybe kind of altering the design a little bit and giving her more of, like, a close-up portrait to kind of have her being um, a little bit just more present on the... Yeah. yeah. Josie and... I don't know, maybe Pete. Um, maybe Leo. Yeah. Leo was there. Well, there's already Leo uh, in the lovers. Group. No, Leo was supposed. No, Leo started it. That's right. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the the one of the cards I'm really excited to do is the Page of Cups because mm-hmm. um, it's the uh, it's it's a it's a, a guy holding up the cup with a fish coming out of it. So oh, of course, okay. the percolator. Pete Martel, the fish and the percolator. <laughs> it, it it was funny. It's like I think I watched the pilot episode so many times that even after like. A decade, um, I can still <laughs> recite so many of those lines right along with the characters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was a fish yeah. in the percolator. Are you talking yes. about that little girl who got murdered? <laughs> Is there something wrong, young pretty girl? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to stick with pentacles, swords, cups, and wands, or is there a Twin Peaks spin on that? So what, I, what I'm looking to do is for the cups, I'm doing cups of coffee. Okay. And those cards are going to kind of encompass sort of the, the normal everyday town folk of Twin Peaks, people that are like residents there, scenes that kind of relate to maybe the less, you know, some of the, the less extreme events that happen, like maybe mm-hmm. some like high school scenes, diner scenes, um, more scenes involving the, I guess, more of the, the normal residents. Yeah. Okay. The swords are gonna. It's gonna be like the the, the bookhouse boy symbol. So the sword okay. with the with the tree behind it, and so some of those like the like the king. I'm having as big Ed. Okay. I'm thinking the knight will be Deputy Hawk. I think the page will kind of be. I think I'm thinking Bobby right now because in my head there's a certain sense that I have this prediction that Bobby in the new Twin Peaks is gonna be um, some sort of like law officer there and potentially someone who's carried on the bookhouse boys tradition. Mm. Um, so that's, that's kind of like my own personal, like, Oh, this is kind of what I, I think about the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the, the, the pentacles are going to represent, I right right now they're standing in as, um, like poker chips and those are going to deal with, okay. uh, um, one eyed jacks and some of the more like kind of seedy underworld dealings of twin peaks. Okay. Um, but still very much in like the the mortal realm, mm-hmm. and then the wands are going to be logs, which deal with more of the um, kind of like the esoteric, uh, strange the woods, uh, yeah, the stuff in yeah, the woods, the, the blue the blue rose cases, yeah. Stuff that um, and so then I'll kind of ascri- that that'll help me focus the uh, the minor arcana that occur in those specific suits, and like kind of help me choose what the scenes will be depicting. Could you, cause I wasn't immediately recognizing what's, what's going on in the four corners of the wheel of fortune. I wasn't sure either. Cause I've only seen the movie I mean, once. <laughs> for, for our listeners who are looking at the tarot deck and maybe aren't familiar, that symbol in the middle is the blue rose symbol that is on the ring that shows up, through, you know, in weird places mm-hmm. in, um, the movie, and that's also I noticed that symbol in lieu of in place of the P in in place of the Pamela Coleman Smith signature, throughout it seems and now and then, or sometimes it's it's like it, it's in place of the infinity above the magician's head. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes um, and, it's in place of the signature. 
Yeah, so that that was kind of um, so. Sorry, were you asking about the? Oh, oh, I wasn't actually. I was actually just mentioning that for the audience, but um, oh, but sure, I was sure. actually asking about the four corners, you know, those those scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, in the, he said the Wheel of Fortune card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So so this card is really uh, tapping into um, Fire Walk with me more okay, so yeah. than Twin Peaks official, and so the four corners are like the the four figures that appear in the. Um, in the the black lodge in that scene, you kind of see these like uh, these men in the background okay. that are kind oh, of like okay. in observance. So in on like the upper left, you have like the woman sitting on the side, and then the young boy you mm-hmm. also see in Twin Peaks. They're the ones that uh, Donna takes the meal to, and they're talking about the cream corn. Right. Um. So. And then I yeah. think the guy on the upper right is he the one where he does the thing with his arm that goes up and down. Yeah, it kind of like yeah, it like vibrates a lot, mm-hmm. um, and so that was kind of the inspiration for those four characters. The Wheel of Fortune card was one that I was like kind of struggling with, and I'm not entirely like I'm I'm happy with it mostly, but at certain times there's parts that I'm a little bit like I don't know if it's as strong as it could be. Um, but that was kind of my thought behind it, and the clouds are some of that like vaporous smoke that you see, you know, appearing in the black room, and the the center ring is the ring. That um, that you see, like Mike, Mike <laughs> at the end, Mike's wearing it at some point, and the the lightning represents um, the lightning that permeates the show, and kind of like how the kind of the these supernatural figures from um, the black room, the black lodge, kind of like they seem to people have speculated that they travel through the lightning, or that they're mm-hmm. like that they're lightning made manifest and. Um, the real world. And Michael, okay. the one-armed man, is wearing that ring at one point. Right, yeah, yeah. When he pulls up next to Leland and Laura. Oh, yep. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just for those who are confused at home, um, Michael, the one-armed man, back when he was a Satanist, he had a tattoo, and so he cut off his arm, and that became the little person who's in the red room. And sometimes Bob controls him, and Bob's, uh, beware of Bob. Or... Mm-hmm. Maybe not, or or something. You know, we, like, we think, we maybe. Think, yeah, that's the popular theory. Yeah, so I don't know if that answers the question super well. But. <laughs> well, David Lynch never really directly answers, you know, questions like that. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in, in certain times, there is with with some of these um, with some of these translations that there is kind of just like a, a gut feeling or an impulse. So yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah. You gonna, don't have much else to go on with because yeah. he won't answer. You know, it's <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, well, some things he says, like, uh, there, there's a chapter in uh, Catching the, the Big Fish mm-hmm. called The Blue Box, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the only oh, thing okay. written in that chapter is the words, I have no idea what it means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's something I'm kind of intrigued about, too, is the connection between the Twin Peaks universe, uh, Fire Walk With Me, and then Lost Highway and Inland Empire, mm. neither of which I've seen. Okay, yeah, because originally uh, Lost Highway... And, oh, and sorry, also Mulholland Drive is a big one too. Yeah. Um, so David Lynch has said that Lost uh, Lost Highway occurs in the same universe as Twin Peaks. See, I read that quote, and yeah. I haven't found a source for it anywhere. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because I I just recently went to like a, a a Lynch retrospective at a local theater, and the the guy who was hosting it was talking about that. But I I. Yeah, I also haven't heard that a lot of other places too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's like it's on IMDb. It's like on all yeah. of these sites that Lynch said that they're in the same universe, but I can't track huh. down 
him actually saying that. I mean, yeah, I'm I not guess. saying it's not true, you right, know, right. but I haven't found a source for it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's, yeah, so that's kind of like one of those, like, in some ways I can, like, see it, and, like, that helps me wrap my head around what's happening in Lost Highway by connecting it to the mm-hmm. universe of Twin Peaks, because it's a more flushed-out universe. It's an odd film, which is saying a lot for, it's, it's even <laughs> odd, it's for David Lynch. Um, and then Mulholland Drive, yeah, that was initially supposed to be about Audrey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it is. I mean, in the way that that every Tennessee Williams character is about those first four characters right. in, in Glass Menagerie, and some or the Finnegan's yeah. Wake has the same five characters that just keep showing up under different guises and different identities. Commedia dell'arte. Right. Yeah, the, the whole idea of like interconnectedness, either like quite literally through the universe between his films, or more of just in like that archetypal sense. I'm, you know, playing around with that idea of maybe making some nods to Mulholland oh. Drive or Inland Empire in, in the card deck, nice. just to kind of ex- expand on that concept or that yeah. idea. Well, that, um, I mean, there's so much stuff going on. I mean, even in the minor arcana mm-hmm. that, you know, it would be pretty simple to put stuff into the background. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, because I think one of the things about the Rider weight that's so... Um, that's so fascinating is just that you really can stare at them endlessly mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out like what, what's that there for? Or what does this mean? Or I mean, it's like a Sergeant Pepper's album yeah. cover, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's what I, I'm why, why I'm drawing so much on the writer weight version of tarot um, is just that level of, uh, how much you can fall into them, I feel like really mirrors how much you can fall into the works of David Lynch. Yeah. And just, just the ubiquity of both the right way and Twin Peaks. And I mean, they do both inspire a certain amount of obsession mm-hmm. and fanaticism among people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah, it's a really good match. It's at the same time, kind of poking a little bit of fun at, at, at that, but at the same time, doing it with such a degree of precision and 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 reverence and uh, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, Respect. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 um that it's it's both. I mean, it's definitely esoteric nerdy. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of, yeah. No, it's it's kind of like towing the line between tribute and parody. Yeah, and doing both very well, I think. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's that's something that is like very important, in, like you know, in these cards, and also just like in my practice as an artist too, is kind of that entering enter, entering into that realm. Which right. it's, it's 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 nice to hear that it's ringing true with you guys. And it's a hard thing to do, you know. I mean, I've tried to do it in my own writing, and it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's uh, <laughs> on a really good day I could pull off something like that, but. <laughs> Those good days don't come often. It makes yeah. me think of how like musicians who will play, you know, one song in the style of another composer or another right. musician. It's like, can you do Twin Peaks in the style of Pamela Coleman Smith? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that and that and that sound you made, kind of the uh, is kind of my 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 going uh like in, internal orchestra for making these cards. <laughs> Um, that's kind of the sound that's always in the back of my head as I'm making these is like, I hope this is like, I hope this isn't going okay. I'm going to put it out there in the world and see how people respond. And it's, it's been nice getting such a response because it, it helps me, uh, get a little bit more confidence. that like, Oh, yeah. there are people who are 
they they are they're they're, feel, they're kind of feeling the same thing that you are. I think I've heard people say someone ought to make a Twin Peaks tarot at least three or four times, you know, yeah. in, in the past. But this is the first time I've actually seen someone doing it. So yeah, and there there are there do exist some other ones out there. Oh, okay, but not yeah. not Rider Waite loyal. No, no, definitely a little bit more. Uh, just like branching out into other other. Uh, manifestations of tarot. I'll have huh. to check those out. That's yeah, like yeah. Fun. One of them is, um, it was one of those things where I started doing it and I was like, I better like look and see if other, you know, other folks have done this. Right. Because um, I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't like aping someone too exclusively. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her name's uh, Claire Lawfer and she's under the, if you, if you look up, if you look up Twin Peaks tarot, hers are actually the ones that come up. Oh, okay. Just, like in like a lot of Google searches. Um, and she definitely seems like she's drawing from the Rider Waite as far as um, symbols go, but she's also sticking less um, directly to like the format and the composition of the Rider Waite. More like a, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was one of those things where when I was starting to do, I was like, oh, I tried to see if they were out there. Then I tried to distance myself from those because I wanted it to be more of an authentic um, read of the of the cards and the show not so much drawing what other people had done before me. Right. Um, and it's interesting now, like having done certain cards, I will go back and look at it and find that we've picked the same person to represent the same. Well, yeah, uh, like there were a yeah. few that I made, like, you know, the arm riding on the horse is kind of a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Fire yeah I know what his face, what his face is going to look like too. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> you haven't even drawn it yet and I already yeah. have seen it. So, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, like, uh, uh, Howard Smith, or, or Harold Smith as the hermit, you know? Right. yeah. Mm. Which one was he? I'm a little he, he, he was the one who couldn't leave his house. Oh, oh, the, right. oh yeah, yeah. This guy. That's right, of course. Yeah. The one who had the secret diary. Which also is an extra dimension to him being the hermit. Right, yeah. That he's actually yeah. holding on to the esoteric secret. Right. In mm-hmm. the show. Huh. Yeah, and that's why I was I was sure to include that on his card. He's like, right. between, between oh yeah, his he had the book on, yeah. on his, by his feet. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, so like in that, so it, so her diary appears in the red card, and it also or on the hermit card, and it also appears on the death card um, mm-hmm. beneath the horse's feet, along with her portrait or her her photo, and then half of the locket. So yeah, kind of having certain items that are important to the lore kind of appear throughout yeah, the deck, as they do sense. in the writer way. And I'm also... Jacoby hanging from the palm tree is a, is, <laughs> is, is a great one, too. <laughs> so I think that's also... We talked about the world card earlier, having it be Laura, and I think some of the things surrounding her, whereas in the card, it's the... You know, it's kind of like the four evangelists. Mm-hmm. Um, they're animal symbols. I'm thinking it'll be sort of some like the four primary kind of objects that pertain to Laura during her life. So, you know, the locket, the diary, right. maybe maybe cocaine and kind of that dark, <laughs> parodic um, attitude. But, yeah, once again, that's that's still a little bit up in the air. Have and you read the book? The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer? No, no, I haven't. No. Um, I've, I have some friends who love it, and I have some friends who have really, who like, both friends who like Twin Peaks a lot, some who really like the book, and some who kind of don't like to acknowledge it, even though they've read it. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I thought it was really, um, I thought it it was probably the most, because the thing about Laura is she's such, um, I mean, she's not a real character in the show. I mean, she's kind of the motor that Mm -hmm. starts the whole thing. 
Yeah. Um, and then all you get of her is everyone else's impressions of her. Right. Throughout it. And then yeah. it's, I thought it was really interesting that you had her voice there and it actually, I mean, it's not like a great book, but I think it uh-huh. makes her a more real person than almost anyone else in the show. Yeah. And then have, have you seen a, like, um, like fire walk with me? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is, do, do cause yeah, I haven't read the book. Does fire walk with me in the book? Do they, do they work pretty well together? Pretty kind of- well. Um, uh-huh. there's the whole scene where, um, there's the drug deal gone bad and Bobby shoots someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it happens in the book, but it happens differently. Okay. Okay. Um, but other than that, you can, you can fit them pretty well together. Okay. Yeah. And I guess even, even that scene kind of makes sense. Cause she was very, you know, a little bit out of her mind right? at, at that point. So it could conceivably be like, Oh, you know, she, oh, she got it wrong. Yeah. She's looking from the wrong. point of view of objective reality. Correct. Yeah. Which is, that's interesting that it, it still sounds like it could sync up very, very well, even if there are some inaccuracies. Right. Um, more, I think it fits probably better than um the dale cooper autobiography okay okay even though i think that's a really good book too but of course the problem is that kyle mclaughlin only wanted a bit part Mm. in the movie (laughs) so in the book you have him um investigating Teresa banks whereas in the movie you have chris isaac doing it and then of course there's diane right the diane tapes (laughs) yeah (laughs) There's got to be a tape recorder somewhere, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, I mean, I, I'm thinking of Cooper uh, when he first drives in and he's talking and talking about, got to find out what kind of trees these are. Like, right. and, and then that makes me wonder, well, which minor arcana card was that, you know, that moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, that, and that's something that I, I really, I now I've just done the, like the, the king and queen and knight and page and ace, mm-hmm. and I've yet to start breaking into the, the rest of the binary arcana, but I'm, I'm, you I'm could looking... go insane doing that, really, <laughs> honestly. Well, if you take it too seriously, like if, it, as long as I'd say my only, if I had, if I were to presume to give advice is like to go, go easy, you know, like, like it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. Like yeah. if it's if it's eighty percent, then it's 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 good. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, yeah. <laughs> people will fill in fill it. It's like what you how your brain fills in the blind spot for you. Uh-huh. You know, they'll fill it in and it'll become perfect. <laughs> or you can just go with the um, like the uh, Aleister Crowley titles for each mm. of the cards and try to figure out a scene oh. based that on would, that. that would exemplify <laughs> what the title of the card is. Yeah, that's 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 a good idea actually. Well, that would that would help add some sort of like creative uh, constraints to the project. Mm-hmm. Strife, um, the 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 five of wands where they're all beating each other up with wands. I'm trying to remember if there was a a moment like that in the series. Um, let's there's, see. There's plenty of scenes of people being beat up. <laughs> okay, yeah, strife. Okay, looking through the wands right now. Yeah, like same. the, par- the paranoid-looking guy on the nine of wands. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five of wands could uh, even be like Nadine uh, beating up Hank, beating up uh, Hank Jennings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like the like the the three of cups. I'm imagining being you know maybe the scene 
that is in the the video recording that is like kind of at the beginning. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. They're often like dancing around on the mountain, you know, and maybe right. even like putting a little recording symbol, recording sign in the top of the card or something. With yeah. Laura and her cousin and no, uh, Donna. Laura and Donna and um, and James is filming it. But yeah, James was filming it. But to make it three, you'd have to throw in her cousin. I just have James there. Yeah, I might just like put in James or something. Yeah, that'd work. Then it'd be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the camera, the video camera is down uh, on the lower right. Yeah, yeah, kind of in places one of the it's, like pumpkins it's or fruits. It's not filming right now, or it's the part yeah. where after the camera was put down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. It's, wow. Well, good luck. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm, <laughs> God. I, 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 I really admire your ambition in taking <laughs> this you. on. and uh, But looking at the cards you've done so far, I think, you know, this is this is going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, it already is amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm looking mine. forward to getting a copy. I'm also mm-hmm. curious what the back of the card is going to look like. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts? I was right now. I'm kind of thinking just the 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 she- the black and white chevron floor pattern. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm open to the ideas. So if you guys oh, have any- maybe the carpet pattern of the red room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if there if you could find a way to use like that weird sort of blue and black plaid that's on the back of the Rider weight deck, but like mm-hmm. spin it in a way that mm-hmm. maybe is reminiscent of Laura, something in Laura's room or in the house or yeah or you know something maybe really subtle or or maybe not. But yeah, I mean you could always go with the zigzag pattern and it'll be yeah. recognizable. It just mm-hmm. might be a little jarring. That's what I'm worried. It's, that, that's a very like it's, it's very harsh. Um, there's a very harsh quality to that. Yeah. And that there's, then there's that kind of that association that all the cards are tied into the red room. Right. Oh, I, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know if I explicitly maybe they're that. Maybe better. They're all tied into like the, uh, uh, uh the fabric on, uh, the dress of the waitress. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something, something a little bit more, uh, um, I'm sure Audrey wore plaid at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other thing I would say is I think that Audrey should show up maybe more than in just uh, that one queen card. And if I really were to, I mean, I really think she'd be a good, well, I don't know. There's a little bit of debate. There's there's a version of the star card uh, that a friend of mine painted, and uh, some people complained that she looked too sexy, where the Rider Waite one, she's, I mean, you know, she's just... She's nude, of course, but it's much more, you know, about like nature, and she, yeah. so it's not about how how hot she is. Where if it was Audrey, it seems like it would bring emphasis to how hot she is or something. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. mean, remind me who you were going to use for the star card. Well, I was I was kind of considering uh, Lucy through through the act of like like pouring. Um, remind me who Lucy is. She's the uh, she's Andy's girlfriend. She's the one that works at the front desk. Who's really <laughs> ditzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm I'm in favor of that. She she can she can be the embodiment of Isis and nothing. And just Asgore. the fact that her name is Lucy. Okay, what's the actress? Yeah. She's but, famous. No, right? Not really. Oh no, she, I was thinking of the girl that works in the front of the police place. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Carol Kane. No. No. No, she kind of looks like Carol Kane. Oh, it's a no, different Kenny actress. Kenny Robertson. Is oh, the really? Actress. Oh, well, okay. Well, still, anyway, I like that that character. Yeah. Yeah, and there's that kind of idea of her being like, you know, she's sort of the scribe of all the affairs right. that happens. So there's, and there, there is, you know, there's that that's, that small bird in the back of the card, 
which you know could even be the oh the, yeah the, oh the, the bird the bird of hermes that a, a, in the tree of knowledge rather than it being the serpent as in the uh, original garden of eden it's the bird of hermes making it eden restored after the fall and the redemption so, yeah, so it's going to be waldo through the parent <laughs> yeah yeah it's brilliant. Um, yeah, so, so it's somehow it's going to be the front room of the police station and yet outside with water. I think so. Yeah, that was kind of one of the tricky things for like Norma's card was like blending the... Yeah, it was right. well done. It was well done. The, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. So hopefully something like that again for... Um, for the for, star. For the star. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. But, oh, I, I do have a question for you guys. Yeah. So... As I said, uh, the devil's going to be Bob. Uh-huh. Um, and so what in his about the two hands, characters? Oh, okay. Yeah, what, what was your question? That, that was, that was going to be my question is um, the, the two characters in front, I keep bouncing back and forth between. Because, you know, in the in traditional, they're kind of the parody of the lover's card. Right. But I don't think Bob has enough connection with Bobby and Shelly to really make that as strong as it could be. Other than the no. name. I mean, it is kind of curious that he chose to give them both the same name. Well, yeah, because there are two Bobs and they're... Two mics. And one's Bobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a Michael and a... There, there, there's Mike, the one-armed man, and then there's Mike, so who's there Bobby's is a connection. friend. Mm-hmm. So that's true. If, yeah. if that's the yeah. case, is it Bobby and Laura, or is it Bobby and Shelly? Right, yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was thinking, like, those two potentially, or... Oh, but you, no, isn't, or, you already or did who? Bobby and Shelly on the lover's yeah. card. Right, so, yeah, so I was thinking also of maybe bringing in Leland again and Cooper, because they're both the people that have been kind of under the dominion of Bob, and they're in the card, they're both chained to his, like, pedestal that's underneath his feet. I was thinking, actually, maybe um, Chris Isaac's character oh. um, and Teresa and Banks. And Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, Teresa Banks. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Teresa yeah, because ba- what happened to Chris Isaac? What? Yeah. He just disappeared. Okay, <laughs> right. so, yeah, Teresa Banks and Chris Isaac. That's a good That's a good. Yeah, suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. okay. But where's, what about Kiefer Sutherland's character? <laughs> he was sort of a fool or something. I have him as the page of wands. Oh, good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe having Chester Desmond as the knight of wands, because oh, okay. uh, they're both like a little bit lower ranking in like the world of the blue, the like blue rose cases. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those, those are still a little bit um, up for debate. But, um, yeah. Oh, and yeah, David so. Lynch shows up in, yes. in, uh, in Firewalk yes. with me. That'd be pretty And cool. in the show. Yeah, Cooper, yeah. you remind me of a Mexican Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, Chad. <laughs> the cousin of your mother's uncle. Um, Anyone so, who hasn't seen the show is going to be so lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, apologies to all the non-Twin Peaks watchers yeah, out there. Yeah, but just to, They've probably just turned to, off just to break it down in a soundbite to everybody, um, the Magician card with Dale Cooper is basically, that's the David Lynch, that's David Lynch's alter ego. Well, it's it's his true self, really. Hmm. I, I, I'd say Dale Cooper is is the, the true essence of David Lynch expressing itself artistically through Kyle MacLachlan. And even though David Lynch would disagree, I say the same thing about Dune. Huh. Okay. Huh. Exactly the same thing, in fact. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I just had longer hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was selling out at the time. <laughs> and right. so was Paul. You know, it's all he didn't necessarily. Well, anyway, I'm not gonna take a left turn into Dune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the Dune Tarot, huh? Right. When are you gonna finish this and do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for the devil card because whoever, whoever the two characters end up being, I'm in, you know, how the devil has his like right hand raised. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have him like potentially like pulling flames out of whoever character it is below him. Oh, okay. And then okay. the hand that's kind of pointed towards the ground is going to be uh, shooting out the blood. Um, oh, so it's sort of okay. blood the blood sacrifice. Yeah, and then I think kind of on the ground below, I might have a, a bowl of the creamed corn. Just for- <laughs> now, who were the two people in that whole Garmin Bozia scene? There was was that Chris Isaac and uh, Teresa Banks, and oh. I, I mean Chris Isaac, we mean the actual singer Chris Isaac. No, playing a role he was agent right. so-and-so what was he chester desmond oh yeah. chester desmond and then Teresa banks yeah. was the girl who got killed before laura by the same killer i mean right. we're totally like spoiling it for people who haven't seen it yet but if they haven't seen it yet come on dude you're 25 <laughs> years behind we're gonna there's gonna be spoilers you know. <laughs> it was it was chris isaacs i believe so yeah so, i could see that i could see the red room definitely red. the devil being in the red room mm-hmm. yeah and then and, and then instead of like the devil's wings there's going to be a kind of a, a an owl behind okay. him turning into the wings and the the horns that kind of make these circles behind the devil's face are going to sort of be taking the place of like the owl's eyes. Um, oh, that's just for that, comp- that compositional relationship. Ooh, that's good. Which... Wow. Okay. I'm looking forward uh, to this. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. That's like how the death card is like better than the Rider weight one. That's that. this is probably going to turn out being a similar, I mean, at least for people who are really into Twin Peaks, you know, there's there's the yeah, rest of the audience yeah. that are like, I really don't understand this episode. Yeah. Why are they talking about a television show? <laughs> Who's David Lynch? <laughs> well, it was the same thing when the show oh. was on. I mean, yeah. the, the big thing there was everyone was just kind of like, wait, when are they going to solve the murder? I want them to solve the murder. And it's, it's like, like well, look, everybody kind of already knows who the murderer is, but the, um, the, there's a lot more the going murder, on. The murder's not important anymore, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be resolved. Oh wait, the network uh, tells you it does. Okay, resolve it. Jeez. Oh, just a, a fun uh, David Lynch anecdote. I um I, I I used to work at this theater, and I, I did this illustration of David Lynch for a uh, the cover of like our our monthly like periodical that we release with the films that are coming out that mm-hmm. month. And this illustration of David Lynch was on the cover. Um, in this uh this like older this older person that came into the theater um was like looking at it and he's like he's like oh is that uh is that is that is that david lynch and he, and, and the person working there she's like oh yeah that's david lynch and then the guy went on to say he's like oh is that um uh oh crap what's the guy who has the the all those like organic ranch dressings paul newman wait or is this paul newman is this paul newman or david lynch <laughs> and the person working there was like no it's david lynch and the person was like oh uh what's what's a david lynch so <laughs> Yeah, there is a certain sense of some people just, yeah. they just don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember reading a review of uh, Devo's first album when it came out where it said, like, yeah, I hear that they get a lot of their ideas from Eraserhead, but uh, who wants to actually watch Eraserhead to find out? <laughs> I'm, I'm originally from Iowa, and I went to school at the University of Iowa, which is Iowa City, which is just a, it's not too far outside of, um, Fairfield, Iowa, which is where that big center of transcendental meditation oh, is. Okay. Um, and uh, the actor who plays Benjamin Horn, mm. um, he 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 lives in he lives in around that area, or he like he visits there quite often. And he he came into the art store where I was working one time, and so I had a 
long conversation with him about acrylic painting. <laughs> um, because <laughs> Benjamin Horn was getting into acrylic painting. So that was, that was, that was yeah, fun. Well, a few years ago, more than a few now, um, I reconnected with uh, one of my friends from high school who uh-huh. he and I had both really been into the show, but like about like in the early nineties, we just kind of lost track of each other. Um, and then thanks to the miracle of the internet, we, um, found each other again. And, um, he was just, and he invited me over for lunch and he was like, and you will never guess who I am living with now and who is pregnant with my child. <laughs> I was like, okay, who? And it turns out it was, uh, Cheryl and Fenn. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah. So I got to meet her like seven months pregnant, but still smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's pretty, that's, yeah, that's very serendipitous. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you very much for speaking with us on the Esoterra Nerd podcast. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. We'll definitely have to have you back on, you know, especially when it's finished and, uh, you know, let people know how they can get it. And I, I'd like to see it go through us games, but I don't know if, you know, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I, I hope that, you know, when the deck's more complete and it's more of a complete thing, I can, you know, approach the appropriate people with more of a, you know, with 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 everything everything in order and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's less of like a middle of the road pitch and more of a, you know, final de- final destination kind of right. thing. Right. Well, good luck. I mean, this is thank this you, is thank really you. amazing stuff again. Yeah, and I I, I want to to all the people who who are listening to this who are you know interested in the deck. I want to thank everybody for you know being so warm and supportive and all the messages that I've gotten on Facebook have been. They, they've honestly been like they've been so nice and so humbling to get because it's really inspired me to like really get back into it and really you know work work hard on this thing because a lot of people have have found resonance with it which is really yeah cool. it's got it's kind of a double edged sword isn't it on the one hand it's like it's really it feels like really good to know that people are supportive but on the other hand you're like yeah. oh god I really can't let them down now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, so it, it is it, it does add a certain degree of stress but it also provides that nice kind of fire and motivation right, yeah. yeah definitely yeah so it's, it's not just so much you know myself creating this in the vacuum yeah um, now knowing that there are people out there who are seem to be enjoying it quite well it's been great talking with you yeah thank you for having me it's been great chatting with you guys too Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Yeah, you guys too. Have a good one. Okay. Okay, you too. Bye. 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 Bye Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much. Um, It definitely went a lot better with you here than it would have gone uh, just by myself. Even I was, like, scrabbling to remember, like, what happened at the end of the series and in, and in the movie. And I don't think thing. he needed our help. I think he can do it fine. Yeah, really, yeah he's, doing, he's doing just fine on his own. But, but uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It was great to be here. Absolutely. And um, if you ever have another podcast that falls into my narrow skill set, I'd be... <laughs> I'd be proud to come back <laughs> all right all right sounds good cool. okay thank you absolutely have a good one Bye. thank you to my old friend richard thank you to my new friend ben thank you to angelo Badalamenti, composed the soundtrack to twin peaks which you've heard twice audrey's dance at the beginning and 
Dance of the Dream Man at the end. Thank you to the monks at Jofuku Inn, the ones you heard chanting at the beginning, the ones you hear chanting now. Thank you to Arthur Edward Waite and Pamela Coleman-Smith. Special thanks to David Lynch. Special thanks to Kyle McLaughlin. Special thanks to... you. Good night.